Hello, everyone, and welcome to Monty and Mickey, the special Halloween episode. Uh, that's right. The way that podcasting works in the time-space continuum, we're actually recording on Halloween night. <laughs> uh, I don't know where that sound came from. It's just me, Mickey, sitting oh, here. Oh, hey, how so, you doing, man? Yeah, how's it going? So, so uh, for those of us listening in other parts of the country, which I think that the only people that listen to this are probably in the Midwest, but if you're from California... We just got snow on Halloween, so Yay. that's a thing in Wisconsin. Uh, but yeah, so we're uh, we're going to be talking about some Halloween movies. We figured it'd be a fun uh, episode to do, uh, kind of you know themed with the time you know that we're we're in the Halloween season right now, and we're going to be rolling into Thanksgiving and then Christmas, obviously. And really, for me at least, and I, I think Mickey, we had talked about this earlier, but. I think this is for me a very. Uh, I love this time of year. Oh know, yeah, the weather changing. It'll be a little bit cooler out, and you know, sweatshirt and jeans weather, and you've got you know all the you know decorations, and it kind of just rolls from season to season. You don't have to like wait three months for the next holiday. No, and, I, and so, it's all cool, the best holidays of the year at this time of right. year. And, and this is this particular one seems to be a lot of there's a, it's a fan favorite with a lot of adults. Because you can show your twisted and creepy side and right. get away with it without being, a, you know, oh, yeah. arrested. Or... Yeah, I mean, there's nothing for you to walk down the street in, like, a clown costume. It's like, oh, it's Halloween. Like, nobody yeah, I wear that every day. That, I wear know. that every day and I get judged. I wear it tonight. Oh, that's a cool costume. Well, it's it's funny you say that. I don't know if you remember a couple of years ago they did have the clown scares up in Green Bay where there was a guy that was caught on, like, a security camera or something walking around in a clown outfit. And the cops basically said he... There's nothing you can charge him with. No. Like, it's just, he's creepy. He's like, just, it's yeah. frightening people. But, like, yeah. he could walk into any store with a clown outfit. Like, that's his right he's to do that. He's wearing clothes. Yeah. So, but anyways, yeah. that's that's kind of Fine, off stop doing it. Okay. <laughs> we didn't want to say anything, but <laughs> Mickey really got into the spirit after the Joker yeah. episode. He was like, this is great. Exactly. This is my time to shine. So anyway, shut up to Monty and Mickey. Let's let's get to the actual subject shut up today. And talk. Uh, so today we're going to be covering three three movies, kind of like uh, three franchises, somewhat so to speak, of just like classic Halloween movies. Uh, not in the horror genre. Maybe we'll we'll cover that. We'll definitely want to cover that in a, in a future episode. But more along the lines of these these classics that you watch every year, or you watch with your family. And family oriented, fa yeah. more family oriented, you yeah. know, not not like the slasher movies or anything like that, but just to kind of get into the Halloween spirit, you might start watching this. And actually, if anybody has free form, uh, they're actually doing a 24 hours of Hocus Pocus, I believe, right oh, now. Really? So, so, yeah, they and they do like their 31 days of Halloween well, and, like and Ghostbusters so. and Ghostbusters 2 was on there, Nightmare yep. Before Christmas. All the ones we're going to talk about were on right. there, so yeah, so then we didn't cover that already. We're going to be talking Ghostbusters and that kind of franchise briefly. Uh, Hocus Pocus and then Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, so before we get started, uh, as we usually do, let's uh, just kind of start out with in the news and kind of things that we, we've seen or interesting uh, releases of movies or TV shows or other things that kind of piqued our attention that we wanted to let you guys know about if you didn't already see uh, on uh, on social media or on the internet. So Mickey, I know you had a, a couple of them. Yeah, actually, first of all, um, on your Facebook page, you uh, even had a couple mentions of this, but on my uh, Oculus Quest, I get updates. Actually, not. I've got an update through email, but on Oculus Quest, this does not exist yet. But The Walking Dead Onslaught is a VR game that will be coming out within the next year, I think, or okay. maybe even sooner than that. Um, 
That sounds interesting. Yeah. I, I mean, for a VR game, it sounds like it'd be really cool. Like I said, it's not all for the Quest yet, but I'm assuming they all make their cycle at some point. Right. So it'll be there. And that's what I have. So I'll be real interested when that happens. And I think that that, to me, that type of a game, like a zombie hunter game, to me, any, any really, any first person shooter type yeah. games really lend themselves well to VR oh, exactly. platforms. So. Especially because you can look all around and see all the environment around you. And, and I, I can see it being like one of those, like there's, there's a, like, it's not left well left for dead was a video game that was a zombie game but yeah. other other games like that where it's like even even if it's not a zombie specifically like a walking through a haunted house and things pop out at you like that would be that'd be a cool experience well i even have VR. a i have a not to get too far off topic but i have a one of the games i've downloaded on my quest is a roller coaster game oh yeah and depending on which you know scenery you, you can shoot at whatever like one's okay. a dinosaur and one's like a freight train or whatever. Okay, so it's kind of like that Buzz Lightyear game or roller coaster at uh, Disney World. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. stuff pops out. You can shoot it and then try not to puke on yourself. Right, right. Uh, otherwise, really close to my heart because he's a bit of a smart aleck. Like yours truly might be um, accused of at times. Um, Deadpool 3 is supposed to be possibly coming out. When I originally read that, they were projecting possibly 2022. Okay. But now I'm reading it might be as soon as 2021. And it will have the R rating to it, so okay. he can be himself and not have to worry about saying the wrong freaking words. Yeah, being neutered a little bit. And the, and the reason why, in, in case you didn't realize this, the reason why that's a big deal is because since Disney just uh, bought uh, 20th Century Fox, they now have the rights to Deadpool, which uh, in past uh, movies and things that have happened through under the Disney umbrella... Uh, sometimes they they try to make it more kid friendly or you know tame it down to you know more of a family friendly or more demographic. Yeah, and so that that's why the, there was a concern that they might do that same thing with Deadpool. A uh, couple things I think we might have touched on these, and I I apologize if we we're repeating ourselves from past episodes, but a couple things to touch on that is they even though they bought uh, the rights and they're going to reboot the X-Men and Fantastic Four and that franchise with incorporated into the Marvel universe. For as far as any sources that I've seen, they will not be replacing Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool, which I mean, you can't not. really, it doesn't really make any sense. I will him. cry out loud in front of other people if that, if they were to do that. And the other thing that could be exciting to see what happens is how they introduce him into the Marvel universe. And if they're going to do that as early as Deadpool three, sure. or if they're going to kind of do some kind of like a, you know, get, you know, Avenger style, you know, meet up, whatever you want to call it, movie, and Deadpool's interest in, in, in introduced at that point yeah. after Deadpool 3. So we'll see. I know they already released a lot of the movies that are coming up in the next phase, so we'll see, it, it's specifically in the Marvel Universe, what they do with him, and we're, we're excited to see how that, that gets incorporated. The only other thing I want to ask is, did we mention Disney Plus being a real thing? It's a, I think you maybe have mentioned that in the past, but <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, Just a it's couple going times. to happen, yeah. But do we know a date? When uh, November 12th. So you got 12 oh. days to sign and, up. And everything is going to be taken off all the other suppliers and is, providers, right? I don't know how soon that's going to happen. I know it is kind of a, as far as streaming services go, and we definitely would, would we got a plenty of content to talk about streaming services as its own episode someday. But I believe Apple Plus, HBO Max is coming out next year. So Apple Plus is coming out this week. And there was one other that was coming out. There's so I can't believe I'm forgetting it. But there's there's one other that's coming out before I believe 
before uh, Disney Plus. Maybe I'm getting those mixed up, but for sure, Apple Apple Plus is coming out, which they're going to have their own original shows, original content. Um, something that they had mentioned that's going to well, actually, uh, from from earlier episode, uh, the Joker uh, Ryan he actually mentioned to me that he saw that uh, so they have the Pacific and Band of Brothers that were HBO shows. Uh, Apple Plus actually picked up in the same universe, which, I mean, it's World War II, but in the same universe, they're doing, uh, they're following a uh, Air Force squadron or really? uh, parachuting something or another. That'd be interesting. 101st Airborne or so, something along those lines, yeah. and that'll be on Apple Plus. So it's it's interesting because it's nice to have all these uh, these options, but it's also frustrating because you're like, I want to see that one, but that's in that that service, yeah. and I want to see this one, and it's in that service. So it's really gonna gonna have to pick and choose because, like, for example, HBO Max is like sixteen bucks a month, and oh, Disney sure. Plus is seven unless you buy a year in advance. And all the Marvel movies, etc., will be on Disney Plus only, right? I mean, as far as I'm doing. aware of, they will not be streaming on any other. So any Netflix, other. whatever you can see on Netflix, I think, see it now. And, yeah, and if you don't, if you're not planning on buying uh, Disney Plus, which, like I said, we already pre-ordered ours, so it's just a matter of waiting until you know, the 12th to download the app sure. and then log in. But uh, I didn't realize it was that up and coming that soon. Yeah. Yep. And that's, I think, well, I saw things on online where people are even like taking the day off because they're just going to binge <laughs> it and watch it all day long. And I mean, there's it's like, like March Madness only for, you know, geeks and nerds and, and Disney yeah. nerds, yeah. which are the funnest kind of nerds, <laughs> the most magical kinds of nerds. Da -da -da. Right. Sorry. I won't ever sing again. <laughs> um, and so, so yes, yeah, so those are just a couple things that are coming up soon and that we're going to be excited about uh, experiencing. Um, we also did not forget, for all of you Star Wars geeks out there, I know I'm talking to a couple of you, we did not forget about the re remainder of the Star Wars episodes. Oh, we will be oh I wouldn't those. allow that to happen. Mickey, Mickey would... Uh, Mickey would kidnap me and make sure that I got that done. Before I'd have a laid out strike or something. Yeah, he's, he's going to strike... He, he might uh, he might demand a, to double his his salary right now. So <laughs> yeah, uh, two times zero is zero. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we'll be we'll be doing an episode on the prequels and then uh, another episode on uh, seven and eight probably. And then if we have time, we'll do one more for Rogue One and Solo. But I have a feeling that's not gonna we're not gonna be able to get all of those in before. before. And for those of you who don't know, who are on the other side who aren't Star Wars nerds. December 20th is episode nine. And, that's and those other side deal. movies are more based on the original trilogy episodes four, five, and six anyway. Right. So they don't necessarily apply to the new one that's coming out. So. Yeah. Yeah. But, uh, but we'll, we'll, we'll try to get all caught up on all those and, and get ready to go for, for that. And then we, for sure, special. we, yeah, <laughs> a Christmas, maybe we'll even throw in that one. Yeah. The, uh, the Christmas special. Make for fun. those of you who don't know, it's fully on YouTube. That's how good it is. <laughs> um, you, uh, but anyways, we'll, we'll we'll try to get all those in, like I said, before uh, episode nine comes out, and then we'll do a we'll, we'll for sure do a full episode dedicated to episode nine, um, and uh, we'll we'll see how things go with that. But yeah, let's uh, let's start out uh, talking about Ghostbusters. Uh, so uh, I I think that for a lot of people, when they think of the '80s and they kind of think of classic '80s movies, this is definitely one that tops the list as far as, and regardless of being a uh, a family friendly Halloween movie or is Halloween or, you know, whatever this is, this is definitely one of those 80 classic 80 movies. And it's iconic anyway, but especially, you know, if you're associated with that decade, right. Came guys out. Guys like Dan Aykroyd, I'm sorry, Dan Aykroyd and Bill Murray. I mean, 
that was their decade. They were dominating a lot of the movies at that point. Exactly. Um, yeah, so 1984 comes out. Yeah, Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney, Re- Sigourney Weaver, R- Harold Ramis, uh, Rick Moranis, Annie Potts, a couple other ones, uh, Ernie Hudson. Ernie Hudson was the yep. bad guy, yeah. Uh, and uh, so you got a, a pretty good uh, cast, uh, I would almost say all-star cast of writers and, and guys who were on Saturday Night Live. And these, yes. these guys are just really, they, they were able to take, su- it's such a unique movie. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a ghost movie. It's a, it's a team up buddy, you know, you know buddy cop-ish movie. It's a, it's science. a, co- it's, there's science, uh, sci-fi aspects. It's a comedy. It's all kind of like put into one pot and they mixed it up and it really turned out well. Yeah. Um, so uh, just to just to kind of start out, I guess, with a, a little bit of a synopsis. Essentially, these guys are working at a college and they're kind of doing uh, not typical stuff. They're 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 trying to experiment with different things. And Bill Murray's even got like psych psych psychiatric type things that he's oh, yeah. doing and, and more ways and, to pick up women, you know, however you want to describe them. In, in typical Bill Murray. Exactly. Uh, and long story short, they, they uh, are uh, asked to leave the college because they're just not producing. They're not, you know, their typical, you know, science and anything in any sense of the word. Uh, so uh, they end up uh, actually developing, uh, I think it, who's, whose character was it? Was it, uh, was it Harold Ramis's character? Egon, that's yeah, Egon. Egon developed the proton pack, which then they are actually, uh, the, the, I believe it. they did get one ghost before they officially became the Ghostbusters. But eventually that spurs a uh, new business where they get the Echo One, Ecto? Ecto One. Ecto One, yeah. Yep. And they, which uh, was an old hearse. Right, an old hearse like with sirens on it. Yeah, and I, I heard something about how the sirens actually like a jaguar scree- screaming backwards, like they recorded it and then really? they played it backwards or something. So it's kind of a cool yeah little tidbit, but it's a weird fact. Um, and they they you know take over an old uh, firehouse and the whole whole nine yards, and they they're doing these cheesy commercials and and all that. And uh, Sigourney Weaver's character who. Uh, ends up seeing some paranormal activities. She she meets Bill Murray, and Bill Murray, of course, is trying to hit on her and everything <laughs> that goes along with that. Well, it turns out that she is actually telling the truth. Uh, she gets possessed, uh, and then Rick Moranis, Lewis, Rick Moranis's character, Lewis, he actually uh, gets possessed as well. And I'm skipping over a lot for the sake of time, but essentially, there's a big showdown at the top of the uh, building, and the building that uh, Sigourney Reaver's character lives in, and Zool Zool is uh, is trying to take over the, the city, take over the world. Uh, the Dan Aykroyd imagines the Stay Puft Marshmallow, or thinks about him in his head, and then that's what they use to trying try to, to think terrorize of the him. Safest thing that would never hurt anybody, and then you see the Stay Puft Marshmallow. So random, walking through the streets of New York. Definitely something that you. I mean, it's not Godzilla. It's not like a giant, you know dragon or something it's a it's the fluffy like man. you know most in, unintimidating thing that you could ever think of but he's the size of a building uh and then they're able to uh get rid of him and they cross the streams and they take care of the bad guy um so just a couple things to kind of cover with that uh I, I, and we've we've mentioned or we've talked about it off off air off podcast whatever you want to call it uh <laughs> That really, I, I feel like, and we can't say enough about Bill Murray because he's just he's iconic. I love his. You know, he's comedy. still still very good today. Yeah. Uh, but uh, 
he's he's kind of the Ryan Reynolds. I mean, not I don't want to take away from either of these characters by comparing them to the other, but he's kind of the Ryan Reynolds of the eighties in yeah. the early nineties, really. So he probably deserves credit first since he was there first. Right. His yeah. comedy his Ryan comedy Reynolds style. is the Bill Murray of now. Yes. Yeah. Yes, that's how I should say. Yeah. That. Yes. Brian Meadows is the Bill Murray of now. Yeah. I mean, with movies like, well, Zombieland, which it was more recent movie, but you got Scrooged. Uh, what's the What's the one with the golf? Not Tinko, oh, Caddyshack. Caddyshack. I mean, you got just these like murderers row of just oh. amazing movies and funny, funny uh, uh, roles that he plays. Um, he's just, he's, he's like a salesman oh, too. Groundhog Day. Groundhog Day. Yeah. Oh, that's one yeah, of my favorite absolutely. movies. Yeah. Um, and, but he's, he's kind of like the sale, he plays that same kind of salesman character. He tries to, you know, market his business, so to speak. And, and he's, he's a smart ass. Like everything that comes out of his mouth is sarcastic and deadpan. And you really got to watch, it's like anything else, but you got to watch the movie a couple times to kind of pick up on all of those things. Cause if you, if you're not listening close enough, you might miss it. Yeah. Um, He's just, you know, it, it kind of it brings a, a a unique side, a funny side to the cast. Who, you know, Harold Ramis and uh, Dan, Dan Aykroyd are kind of more straight laced, very scientific, nerdy types who are just really eked by all the weird paranormal stuff that's happening. And Bill Murray was kind of like a flunky who happened to be coming along with him through college and right. always hitting on the girls, but he's the comic relief. Right, and he's yeah, so he's part of the group. But it's funny, and actually, I picked up on this in, in Ghostbusters too. We'll talk about it in a minute, but Harold Ramis's character, he goes, yeah, he's like my when they go into the the nursery, he's like my parents didn't believe in toys, so that kind of like gives oh, you yeah. an idea of like what type of personality, yeah. like what he grew up like, very very straight laced. Um, and then Ernie Hudson, I mean, I I love that they added this character. He was originally supposed to have a more his character development was supposed to be more, uh, you know, richer history and thing and oh, a backstory. Uh, he's actually ex military. And like he was gonna bring some of that like aspect like that was supposed to be part of the story that kind of brought this into to, to more of a, a fulfilling not fulfilling but more more complex storyline other than he just answered a call for a help wanted. Oh, they eliminated all so, that. Yeah, there was some, certain things that they yeah they originally there was there was a lot of things that I guess uh, they cut out originally, but which was fine because the movie it turned out great. But there's just certain things like that. Um, so yeah, uh, I, I think that. Uh, I think that it's just it's a like I said a classic Halloween movie. iconic movie overall. Um, you know, it's it, it's it's ghosts and it's kind of jump scares without it being like I would never say that somebody would watch this movie and then not be able to sleep at night. No. Like there's nothing there's aspects of that, but not not the same. It's funny, scary though. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, so, and I think that they even. They they become like in at the end of this movie they come like local celebrities oh, heroes yeah and, everybody's and cheering this for them and everything play into the Ghostbusters too but uh, um I, I I think that you you see that they they kind of feed off of this and they love that that type of recognition but they're also like they're 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 doing it for different reasons but they're not they're not you know. It, it, you can you can see that they 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 want to build a business. They Everybody make likes money. the fame when it's given to them, as long as it's positive. Yeah, right, exactly, and that'll lead into Ghostbusters two when it ends up being negative. Yeah, to a certain extent, at least at first. Um, yeah. So I guess anything else we we I think we had mentioned earlier biblical references. They they do that throughout sprinkled throughout of the end of the world or end of times. Um, one other thing that I thought was really interesting, and I don't know if this is this could probably be done at the we could talk about this at the end, but Dan Aykroyd 
actually makes a cameo appearance at the beginning of Casper the Friendly Ghost. If anybody has seen this that new, movie. Oh, the no, old one. Like, from 1995. So the first Ghostbuster came out in 84. 84, yeah. In 95, Casper the Friendly Ghost. The, the like Not the cartoon, but the actual the movie. The first movie, yeah. He so the the family that ends up inheriting or buying that that house that Casper and his brothers live in or whatever they're trying everything exorcisms and all this stuff to get the ghosts out and they bring in they do yeah. all but name Ghostbusters but he's in the whole suit oh, no. he's got the proton pack code and he he says something like who are you gonna call uh-huh. uh, not me and he uh-huh. runs away so oh, I guess I have heard that because I've never seen that whole movie but I've yeah, heard that yeah, reference was, yeah because yeah, we were watching a little clip of it the other day I think it was on Netflix or something uh-huh. but uh but yeah so that's that's really all I got to say about uh the first the one. first one anything else that you wanted to add to no that? no but, not really at this point yeah and and this is like what we say in franchises I mean and just we'll, we'll be covering two here in a second but just to, to line them up you got Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters 2, uh, the new Ghostbusters with all of the uh, cast, another cast from Saturday Night Live, uh, which Melissa ends, McCarthy. ends up being Melissa McCarthy, uh, Kristen Wiig, Kate McKinnon, Kate McKinnon. and Leslie Jones. Yeah. So Those similar two are from vein. Saturday Night. Well, actually, the last three are from Saturday Night yeah, Live. So yeah, so you got a similar vein and a similar style. Um, that movie actually came out in 2016. Wasn't so, as good in my opinion. Yeah, and I and I've heard mixed. That's kind of kind of what I've heard. Those are weird. hilarious comedic women, but they just, they just didn't do it. For it's them. it's hard. That's such a big shoes to fill, though. Oh, and that's yeah. the thing is like anytime that you try to reboot such an iconic, like you're better, you're almost better off doing sequels and trilogies exactly. and you know a fourth or a fifth or a prequel because if you're trying, like it almost and this has nothing to do with the fact that it was a women cast. I mean, you no. could have put another full no, male cast. women. It's just that it's, I mean, yeah, you look at like uh, Bridesmaids, like great movie, oh, yeah. hilarious movie that had, like I said, nothing to do with that. Yeah. It just has to do with the fact that you're living up. This is like a almost some people in certain circles. It's, it's a, it's such a, revered movie that you Nothing try to mess with compare. it. Nothing's, nothing's going to compare anyways. Like Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Johnny Depp is an amazing actor. He tried it. It was a little more psychedelic, but it just didn't live up to it, in my opinion, at least. And I'm probably right. biased, but right, that's no, feel, and that's you know? yeah, exactly. And so, Ghostbusters two comes out in 1989, um, and in, and in the meantime, I think after or right around this time, you got video games, you got uh, cartoons and TV shows and other things that kind of to go into that. But just to cover Ghostbusters two real quick, uh, essentially, it's five years later. Um, they the characters are not as well received as they were at the end of the first film. People think that they're making this up. They never actually get paid by the city for doing what they did. They're basically bankrupt again because nobody's got ghost problems. So they, even they don't t- need to call them. They even talk about getting sued and yeah. some other things that go along with that. And they're hated once again. This or look laughed upon. Right. And and there's this ooze that's feeding off of negative emotion. And this was something that they really wanted to. They they wanted to expand on this even more. Uh, but this is something that I believe Dan Aykroyd really wanted to like focus, focus on. on is that like this all this negative emotion from a big city like that and what it can do and how positive energy, positive emotions, all, people being nice to each other like that, that can produce better things. Um, but essentially, they are laughed at. Nobody believes them. They have to go to court. And then there's some ghosts that show up that the judge had actually sentenced to death. And then, and they're basically like, if we do this right now, if we do this, we're 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 violating our parole. You got to tell us, and you, you don't gotta, believe anything we say. So gotta, maybe they're not real. As he's cowering behind the bench, 
And they're like, he's like, no, no, he's Do whatever like, you're, you you're fine. I, I'm, I'm removing all the bands that you have. And, and how so, quickly they've forgotten the first movie and how they right. saved the city. Exactly. And then millions of people saw this and everything else. Um, so essentially then uh, they, they're, they're trying to drill and go, go underground to see what, what's going on with, with this goo- gooey stuff. And in the meantime, uh, Sigourney Weaver. Sigourney Weaver, yeah. Dana Barrett. So she's so she's uh had a child now. She's had a child, and that plays into it because the guy who so what is the paint do you remember the painting? Victor? No. Who is it? Uh you mean the guy, the curator? The well, there's a curator who's uh Hannes or whatever. Yeah, I can't pronounce um, his name either. But uh, dictator, Vigo, oh, Vigo, yeah. the yes, di- the dictator from the 1600s, I think. Yeah, he's, he, and if he's believe, I believe he's based on a real character, or yeah, real a person. real person. Yeah. Yep. yep. Uh, so he's in There's this a painting, painting yep. and he's trying to take over the city so that he can become a baby again, and then I guess be raised by because uh, he can have a longer Scorn life if he starts in a baby's body. Yeah. So he's he's trying to use other people to get basically get a baby and then become possessed that baby. And- um, ends up at the end of it, they, uh, well, they're, they're, they're actually admitted to the psychiatric ward and they have to, the mayor's like, everybody's going nuts. Cause all this goo starts coming out once, uh, the Victor guy gets, uh, or Vigo gets, uh, gets control and gets as more control over the city. Um, and then they, in similar to the first one, they end up saying, okay, what is the the biggest symbol of happiness and hope and peace to and goodwill. To contradict all the negativity. To contradict all the... So they go to the Statue of Liberty. They spray it down with this goo because they the goo actually responds to emotion. So it's not just negative. It's positive as well. If you, yeah. And they essentially turn it into a giant remote control walking statue. And they're sitting in it as, as they're walking yep. down the streets of New York. They're up in the crown. And uh, it, I think it's funny they're using, which I never, I don't know if I've ever seen that remote for a Nintendo before, but they, that was like one of those big remotes, oh, like that was like all one. Yeah. So I've never seen one of those, but they, that's what they use to control it. And they're able to break into the museum and they save everybody. And, you know, that's kind of, you know, that's kind of how it ends. So uh, just some things, you know, they're, like I said before, they're basically not respected anymore. Um forgotten about the, nobody has ghost problems so nobody needs right them. they they basically are on a as needed basis but then after after they're they're able to uh prove again that there are ghosts at that courtroom then they do and they actually like revise their their uh, logo to show the ghost yeah, the two, coo- yeah. two or whatever yep um i also thought that it was funny um when they go into the mayor's mayor's mansion or mayor's house he's having a party the bellhop or whatever he's walking up and he's like oh man you guys are the ghostbusters he's like can i get one of those proton pads my nephew loves that and he looks at him and says well harold ramus looks at him and says uh was it harold ramus yeah harold ramus looks at him egon looks at him and goes these are not toys yeah which (laughs) very for anybody who understands the context behind this by this time, they were toys. There were toy proton packs. So I don't know if that was intentional or not. I maybe am looking way too far into this whole thing. But there were toy po- proton packs. So it's funny because, yeah, they there are there were toys of proton packs. And so just something that I thought was kind of funny. And then at the end, there's the Titanic scene. And then when, um, what, so like, the, like all these ghosts are coming back. So the ghost of the Titanic ship is coming back. And um, then when they're walking through the harbor with, 
with the Statue of Liberty. But did you catch that that the guy in the harbor that was Tommy Chong? It was Chichen Chong? Yeah, I did catch that. That was kind of I don't know, just kind of like a. And the guy who asked for the pro for the photon proton pack. He's the lead singer of the theme for that movie. Mm. I can't remember what his name is right oh, now. Oh, yeah, but yeah, yeah. He's okay. the one who sang that song, so that was a cameo. Yep. The song isn't as big a hit as the first one was, but right. it's not Ray Parker Jr. That's the one who sang the first hit. But, yeah, that that's the – I can't remember his name. Yeah, and but in that could be its own, you know, episode or part of an episode on just the, the song, too. And yeah, well, yeah, became. yeah, just music in general. The only thing I wanted to say otherwise is that uh, – Harold Ramis is the only one that's not with us anymore. He died in 2014. He was 70. Uh, Ernie Hudson is 74. Otherwise, all the rest of the characters or the, these actors, Sigourney Weaver, uh, Rick Moranis, Dan Aykroyd, Bill Murray, they're all 67 or 70. So it's crazy that they're all within like a seven-year right. period of each other. You know? And I just think of Bill Murray and his prime. You know, I don't Yeah, really you don't think, think he's a 70-year-old like old man. I mean, yeah. the oldest one is 73. The youngest one is 67 of Annie Potts and Sigourney Weaver. Yeah. They're all within that six-year window. And it's, right. They all look pretty good, and I, yeah. I'm interested in to see the new movie that's going to be coming out. And that brings us to our next uh, point: is that there is a there is a new movie coming out in 2020. And when I say Ghostbusters, like that's the name of the movie, Ghostbusters 2020. And I think that, like, I don't think that they really wanted to do a sequel anyway. So I think this is kind of like their way of getting around this being a trilogy or this being the third it's one. It's just another movie. movie, but it's the, the original cast is going to be back minus Harold, Ramis. Harold Ramis, but Paul Rudd is going to be in this one. Oh, really? And I think he that makes his, everything funnier like Bill right. Murray does. And uh, I think that he he's going to add good, like his comedic style is good for this. Oh, he's just as sarcastic as Bill Murray is. Right. He's got right. a little different angle uh, with it. But by the way, and this I should have done this in the news, but did anybody see Paul Rudd's Halloween costume this year? Did you no. Did you see that? Okay, no. so so picture this. Okay, just just go, just gonna go down a stroll down memory lane. Pretend that you're pretend that you're I don't know. 12, 10 years old. And I act like that. Your, your, your dad is this really mega Marvel star. Uh, let's just say he's Paul Rudd, you know, Ant-Man. Yeah. And you say to yourself as this 10 or 12-year-old, you know what would be really cool to go for Halloween? I'd like to go as the Wasp. You know, my dad is Ant-Man. Like, this would be so cool, you know, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Well, you know what Paul Rudd went as? Not Ant-Man, you know, he could probably get a suit or yeah, something. He might be able to get He that. went as Weird Al Yankovic. And it's like Paul Rudd. When I saw it, yes, it is and look at this, please people look at this. Because the thing is, is I looked <laughs> when I saw the headlines and I watched, I thought it was Weird Al. Really? He looks just that close to with his face. daughter next like who dressed like Weird Al's daughter dressed up as as the wasp. And it wasn't. No kidding. Or, yeah, it, it was it was Amp or it was Paul Rudd dressed as with the wig and, and even had a little accordion and the like like Hawaiian t-shirt. Hilarious. The so, fact that he's a big enough fan to want to dress up as that. Well, guy. the fact that his daughter dresses up as a wasp yeah, and he can't he throw on his Ant Man suit, yeah. but he's freaking Ant Man. He's such a geek he couldn't be Ant Man. He had to go as weird Ant. Like, I love like oh, I don't want to put on my work clothes again. Oh, jeez, I wore that for a whole couple of movies. So um, so yeah, I guess uh. That's pretty funny. Wait, and right. I, okay, since we're on the subject, I'm looking across the table at Monty wearing a Batman t-shirt and a cape. 
Not just because he's a weird creeper. He's not single, so he can get away with it. He's lucky I'm not in my full outfit. <laughs> I don't know if I'm lucky. I'd like to see it. Okay, we'll leave that at that. But his whole family is dressed up, including their two dogs and their less than a year old baby and his yep. wife. They're all dressed well, up in Batman the, the and bat, Robin. The stuff. Bat family. So uh, they're it, all a bit batty. If you haven't figured that out, um, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. I mean. I, I love Batman. I don't know. Yeah. There's, there's no other way. On Halloween, I'm sitting across from It's my not partner. Halloween in my life if I don't dress up as Batman. If I don't wear, you know, some kind of Batman costume, it's just not Halloween in my life. Again, he dresses book. that way every day, but tonight I mean, he has a reason to. Right. Nobody looks at me weird. <laughs> uh, so the other the other person that I thought is interesting that's going to be in this movie is... Oh, and Bobby Brown was the one who made the cameo. Yes. In yeah. the second Ghostbusters movie. Uh, Finn, Finn Wolfhard. If you don't know who that is, oh, sure, that he was in sense. It, and he was in he's Mike in Stranger Things. Oh, really? So he's going to be a part of this movie. I don't know how much of a role he's going to be, but I, this is just from IMDb for any of you. But who he's are, in some weird movies, so he likes yeah. the science fiction type I of stuff. I think that'll, yeah, it'll be a good Or a weird good show, because Stranger Things is a little bit out there, you know? Right, Stranger Things and It, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that that's coming up, uh, so we'll, we'll look forward to that. Uh, but now I want to move over to my personal favorite Halloween movie, um, and I think I think a lot of people, which I didn't realize this until Freeform again did their you know whole special on Hocus Pocus last year. Actually, they, they said it like wasn't that well received at first, but it's kind no, of cult following yeah. beyond belief at this point. Hocus Pocus. We're talking about if I didn't already say it. Hocus Pocus, and and so this movie originally was supposed to be a decom for those millennials or younger, well, older, younger. Uh, a decom, I say those aren't who aren't millennials, is a Disney Channel original movie. So when there was a cable TV Disney Channel, you, they'd have movies that they premiere an hour and a half, hour long movies or whatever. You know, Halloween Town, uh, Double Double Toil and Trouble, like all of these different. You know, and those are just Halloween movies. But there's a lot. Um, uh, Motocross, Smart haunted, House, is Haunted Mansion part of that. I don't. I think that was its own movie, like okay. Hocus Pocus, yeah. Okay. But originally, they wanted to do it as a decom, and they realized when they put together. I mean, got Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, Kathy Nimi, Naimi. I mean, you've got this great cat. They they just basically said, no, we can't. We can't just do this for TV movie. This has to be in the theaters, and um. So and obviously was very successful and it's been successful. I don't know if it was like you said right away. I don't, I don't think know it was, was right away, well but it's become received. wildly popular. Um, so yeah, so just to kind of round out the rest of the characters, you got uh, Omri Kratz, who's Max, Thora Birch, who's Danny, who she ended up, uh, she has a uh, role in The Walking, the Walking Dead. Dead, the most recent uh, uh, season of The Walking Dead, and Vanessa Shaw, who's Allison. And this movie is just, it hits, for me, it hits on all of like classic Halloween, not classic horror. Like I said, we're, we're we're not specifically going for that, but classic Halloween. You've got witches. You've got lore that goes along with it. You've got, I mean, high school kids and a little bit of a romance and a brother sister relationship and mom and dad comedy. Comedy. It it just it hits on everything and it's it's such a great movie. So every year I make sure that we are watching this movie. I actually, I mean, I have it on DVD. But and it's not that it's not that it's a pretty old movie, so it's not that big of a deal. But I we make sure we watch it every year just because it was it's a classic and and I guess people like it because just like a Christmas story, they're playing twenty four hours oh, of it yeah. today. Uh, so again, uh, just kind of like a synopsis of the movie, uh, you get the whole backstory of the witches and why Thackeray Binks gets turned into a cat. You see that right away, um, and then you pop into 
the uh, high school that uh, Max and Allison are at. And uh, Max is, as his, uh, his teacher so aptly says, laid back California attitude, tie-dye attitude. He's a, he's, he's a new kid in town. He's, he's from California and he moved to Salem, Massachusetts, of all places to be on Halloween. And, and they're a bit of a famous city for their Salem For their witches. Trials. So yeah. it's kind of like, I mean, let's just put it this way. It's it kind of like going to Green Bay and saying, I don't believe in the Packers. Yeah. And that's essentially what Max does. Is he spits on their, their tradition, their culture by saying, it's just a bunch of old hags. It's just a bunch of, I think he even uses the line, it's just a bunch yeah. of hocus pocus. Yeah. And, uh, and you see that this character kind of get developed in a couple quick lines. And he, he tries to get Allison's number and, there's a whole thing that goes along with that. And then you follow him back to his house. And on the way you meet some of the bullies and these guys, like I said, just the characters that they, the, it's just like, it's cheesy, but it's the good kind of cheese. traditional bully types. You know, oh, yeah. it, it's just, it's what you would expect in like, a, I mean, even power Rangers and, and all these other like yeah. Disney movies that when he high school, but schools. you want it, you expect it from a movie like this. Absolutely. And so you've got Ernie or ice, I told you, don't call me Ernie. Call me Ice. Call me Ice. Yeah, Ice. You know, in, in the back of on, on his hair, uh, shaved in the back of his head, and then Jay. And these guys end up stealing his his shoes, and it's like a whole thing. But then we're introduced to the relationship between him and his daughter. And before I get any further, I just want to his I don't know sister if, or his sister. God, he's yeah, too he, young to have a daughter. He's not yeah. At this Come point, on, he's way too young. Allison though looks like she's old enough to have like two or three kids in this movie. In my opinion, she's yeah. she's definitely out of Max's league. Oh yeah, she's she's she seems a little bit older. Yeah, but. she's got the major wobbles. Is that what he calls yabos, them? yabos? Yabos. Yeah. Yes. His, as as they mentioned later Fully on, fully developed movie, yabos. She she. Uh, Max loves your yabos. That's what his little sister um, says. But, uh, but yeah, you you get to see this relationship between Max and and Danny and and the classic you know uh, brother sister relationship. And one one little bit of trivia or something that I don't know if you noticed the first time watching this, uh, Mickey. But they actually have a picture of their house in their house. When he walks in the front door, there's like a a picture, like a like a drawing, and so it must be an old. old oh yeah, I guess I did notice house that, yeah. or something, a historic house. But they've actually got that sitting there. Yeah. A little little bit of pop up trivia or whatever you want to call yeah. it. Um, pop up trivia. So you see that relationship. They end up going trick or treating. Max doesn't want to. He comes downstairs and his dad's like, "What are you supposed to be? I'm supposed to be a teenager or rapper or whatever." He says. Yeah. And uh, they they end up at uh, a house or on their way back from from getting candy. They run into these bullies again. Uh, Allison decides that she's gonna, you know, be all tough and everything because she's got her big brother to stick up for her. Well, little does she know, her big brother already met these guys and they stole his shoes. So he's kind of kind of upset at her. He ends up just giving them can- a bag of candy. He's upset at her. They have a fight. She gets mad at him for that. They end up at Allison's house though, and that's where that line comes where they, they meet her in the in the by the cauldron of candy. What's the what's the sister's name? Sister name's Danny. Okay, Danny. Thor, Thora Birch is the Allison's his love interest with yes. the major Yabos. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yep. And and uh so they, they end up going to the uh sale or the Sanderson sisters house which has been converted into a museum at this point which was his idea because he finds out that allison actually is very interested in the witches that he's been you know shoe shoeing the whole time and oh maybe we should just go there like suddenly he's interested in the witches because he's interested 
in the girl. Exactly. And and he he makes a little uh, barter with, with Danny saying he's going to dress up as uh, Peter Pan with the tights and everything <laughs> if if she goes on this adventure with him, even though she's kind of scared. Uh, and essentially the lore is if a virgin lights the black flame candle, it brings the, the witches back to life. And uh, I don't know if anybody else watching this movie noticed, but they say the word virgin a lot, a lot in yeah. this movie. And they really, for a Disney movie, it's kind of surprising to me that they, because it like even, and it's kind of funny because I don't know if you caught this either, but she's like, he says, well, you want to, you want to light the thing and bring the old broads back? And she kind of goes, no, I'm good. And I'm like, does that yeah. supposed to mean something? She's not a virgin. <laughs> maybe that's what that means. I don't know. I think maybe uh, they said it so much so that people watching it weren't making out and trying to do extra things. They're trying to keep everybody in the, an audience virginal. Right. Maybe that right. was yeah. power of suggestion. If you, yeah. If you, you can, you can light a black flame candle. <laughs> and so he ends up bringing them back. Uh, and uh, they, are trying to their their whole shtick is that they are trying to make themselves younger, and the only way they can do that the witches the witches yes the only way that the witches can do this is by brewing a potion, feeding it to another child, a younger person, and taking their youth away from them. Essentially, it sounds like a family friendly movie, doesn't it? And that's the thing is that they do it in such a way that it's it's I harmless. Bet Midler's just making these funny jokes about yeah. eating kids and all this. And you're like. You're talking about eating a kid, but it's kind of cute and yeah, hilarious, exactly. you know. And so that's their whole thing. They end up grabbing the book and running off with it, and they run into the cemetery where, uh, in in this whole time, uh, Thackeray Binks, the, the the black cat, he ends up he helps them through it and kind of guides them through the whole thing. And it turns out he's immortal. That's why he's been around for the hundreds of years or whatever. He he can't die. Uh, but then they also are introduced to Billy Butcherson, Billy Butcherson, I believe he's the, uh, the zombie ish kind of guy that, uh, they, there was some kind of backstory where he, he cheated on Bette Midler's character. Like he's, he cheated on, um, Winifred with Sarah or something weird. And she put a spell on, put a spell on him, cut basically sewed his mouth shut so he couldn't talk. And there's Sarah Jessica Parker looks pretty hot in that movie. I kind of, don't totally don't blame the zombie yeah. for it was like looks pretty you'd get your you get your mouth sewn he's up still just can, a man after yeah, all yeah he's just a zombie well he man. was before he was a mummy or zombie yeah he loses his head um and and the the chase basically continues where they're going around excuse me they're going around town they're trying to run away from these these uh witches but they're also trying to figure out a way how can we defeat them i mean we're running around they're trying to basically, you know, it's a game of, you know, run out the clock because uh, Thackeray Binks' character informs them as soon as the sun comes up, they're they're dead. They're toast. Like most witches. And so there's a couple other funny scenes where, you know, they get on the bus and there's like this back and forth between Sarah Jessica Parker's character between uh, she's Sarah. Well, she's Sarah Winifred. And, and she's Sarah pretty Sanderson. ditzy. She's pretty ditzy anyway. So and that's her character. He thinks that she's, you know, hitting on, I don't know, whatever. And. And there's a whole thing with, like, they get off the bus and it's like, oh, there's all these kids. Because Mary Sanderson can smell kids, smell children. And and she's like, I smell children, but I don't see any. And the whole idea of Halloween and, and dressing up, it's like completely lost on them. Mm-hmm. And so they end up uh, at, in skipping over a couple things, but they end up at the, uh, uh, they, they try to reach out to a guy who they think is a cop. And... 
he kind of like go up on the the sidewalk and he's like interrogating him and she's like he lit the he lit the the black flame virgin lit the black flame candle and now they're back and he goes he looks at him like all serious and he goes are you a virgin it's like well yeah and it's like why do we why do <laughs> we fixate on this thing <laughs> well it ends up there ends up this guy's just in a cop outfit a and he, he's you know messing with them they end up at the uh they they go t- to their parents uh to Costume party. The costume party, which I God, if anybody knows of a costume party this amazing, yeah, please tell us about it because we would like to go. Oh heck yeah! The live band and everybody's actually dressed up in like good costumes. I'll wear whatever you want me to wear. Even I get you know, a prize. We'll do a group costume. We'll do something fun. Um, and they play. They sing. I'll put. Um, put a spell on you, which is an actual song, which came out you know before the movie that Bette Midler actually sings in that scene. Right, and and they do a whole like song. I mean, it can't be a Disney movie without somebody bringing in a song. And no, dance, and so. she's an amazing musician. So yeah, yeah I mean, of all people, it works. Yeah. Works. And uh, they get it. The, all the parents get a spell cast on them. They end up luring them into the high school. They're able to burn them, but they're not really dead. And then they end up. Uh, doing the whole run the clock out thing and they are they're able to defeat him in the end um by using a couple trickery things and shocking for things. a disney movie it it has the, a happy ending it you know good prevailed over evil and thackeray binks ends up dun 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 <laughs> he uh he ends up uh going and crossing over to the spirit world or whatever and meeting up with his his sister and ends up having it. Like I said, just great movie. I, I love, I love the way the flow of it. There's a lot of like fun things that happen. Um, there's a lot of, you know, at, like with any movie, there's a lot of little trivia things and things that happened. I mean, a lot of that stuff they did on a set. So they like, they had wires and stuff for these, these witches flying all over the place. Oh, and, sure. Yeah. Um, it's well done. It's, it's not, if it is cheesy, it's cause it's a kid's type movie, but it's, I mean, the, the storylines got a lot of different, you know, twists and turns and stuff like that. The, the actors and actresses are do a really good job. It, right. It's a fun, entertaining movie that, you know, for the whole family. And the cheesiness doesn't come in awkward. You get, you know, no, yeah, you just expect it from it, a movie. It, it like comes, that. it comes in, it, it's, I think there's a difference between being super cheesy it's and like sweet cheesy, like you said. And like a bad dad joke. Yeah. Certain bad dad, like they're funny, they're witty, there's, you know, alliteration. Still make some you kind laugh. Of, some kind of, you know, something that makes, yeah, makes you laugh. So, yeah. Great movie, like I said. Overall, one of my favorite favorite Halloween movies. I got uh, a couple pops that when they came out with those, and they're all you know. Winifred's holding the her broom. Uh, Sarah's holding the mop, and uh, Mary's holding the vacuum. So that scene where they they come out, like, what are we gonna get? So they just go raid the you know the the uh, closet to get whatever they could find after their their brooms were stained, which is kind of clever too. That those three little kids were dressed up as the Sanderson sisters. Oh yeah. Um, and, uh, another, something that I just saw this year because the movie or the, the song just came out, but, uh, I don't know. There's that song. I forget who it's, who it's by. Um, but, uh, they, there, there's three people that, uh, dressed up as the Sanderson sisters and they end up, uh, doing, I'm going to, I put a spell on you. Not that. No, no. It, it's another, it's another popular song right now. I'm, I'm so mad at myself for not remembering. Like during this it. time of year you're talking? Yeah. About? They just, there was something that just, just happened where they, um, somebody, somebody just recorded a video of, of these, uh, these three people's and I'll look it up. I'll probably mention it in the next monster mash. No, it's, 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 it's a popular song that, uh, it's, it's by, 
I don't even know. It, it's a you'd know it if I if okay. I played it. Well, we'll sure. mention it in the next. And that, the next way, that way we have something to improve. In the correction, we've been yeah. so perfect lately. We haven't had mm-hmm. one of that. Something, something like that. That's not the right word, is it? Uh, but. But the yeah. other point about this movie is that it's so good that there might be something in the future. Yes, and that was the other thing that I wanted to bring up was that recently I heard a uh, Truth Hurts Lizzo that song. Oh, okay. they, they did a, a cutesy little uh, like they changed out the words for which. Sure, you know, I'm hundred percent that witch. Like a so, Weird Al version of it. Yeah, exactly. It all comes hey, around. It's all connected. Thanks, Paul Rudd. It's all connected. It's all. Connected. <laughs> Halloween. I'm behind the couch. Oh, sorry, that's something different. <laughs> uh, but uh, but yes, so that was another thing that was just announced. They talked about it for a long time, but essentially, from what I understand, it's either going to be a reboot or a sequel or something. Disney Plus is going to be rebooting or having an additional Hocus Pocus movie, Hocus Pocus 2 or something like that. Now, there was a book that was associated with this, really? and I never read it or knew too much about I've it, but heard from it. what I understand... The book follows Allison and Max when they, they get married and they sure. have kids. And those kids kind of get into the same shenanigans that, that they did when they were younger in high oh, school. Like, so like the reboot be... of Vacation with right. uh, Ed Helms and Christina Applegate. It's okay. Rusty as an adult. He's bringing uh, his family on yep. vacation. Yep. So it's along yeah. those lines. Yep. Exactly. Well, and that's that's a speculate. We don't know for sure what that. Pl- I think it's. I think it's literally just they literally signed a deal to, to start doing it or to try to figure. They don't it even out. know what the storyline is yet. Then, but that's you got to hope that they bring back. You know the, the three witches. Sarah Jessica yeah. Parker. Yeah. 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 She all, still looks pretty good too. Well, so all three of them, I think, are still alive. Kathy. Yeah. Nimmy is still alive. I think they are. Yeah. yeah so. Yeah. But anyway, so that's that's Hocus Pocus. Like I said, great movie. If you haven't seen it yet, it, it class. I mean, it's not something that you're gonna, you know, win an Academy Award. I don't know. Maybe they did win some awards, but you're not gonna have like this amazing revelation. But still a good classic. Holiday. I had never seen it until you told me to, and I I loved it. And yeah, I, you know, I watched it by myself, and it was still good. Yeah, it's yeah. it's great. So, and then that brings us to our last movie on the docket for today: Nightmare Before Christmas. Uh, so this is a Tim Burton movie, and I think a lot of people don't realize that that early night, uh, by the way, uh, both Hocus Pocus and uh, Nightmare Before Christmas came out in 1993. Um, and this is kind of, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, it's Tim Burton starting up, but he's also got some really good movies like already under his belt. Sure. Uh, Danny, you know Elf- the name. Danny Elfman uh, is Jack Skellington. He's singing as part of this. Uh there's Kathy O'Hara, who's Sally. Um, His love interest. There's, there's just yeah. There's a, there's a some other decently well-known uh, actors and actresses that are involved in this. But yeah, it's, it's 19, Disney. They're gonna do it right. Another Disney movie in 1993 uh, comes out, and uh, so this movie is it's an interesting movie for those if some people that haven't really watched it. I, I out of the three of them, I, it's probably not my favorite, oh, but see, it's still I, good. I love Ghostbusters the most. I had never seen this one either. Yeah, but I love the weird, and I when I was watching, oh, I think I could think of the words "wonderfully weird" because yeah. the animation, typically Tim Burton, you know, it, you can tell it's right. his signatures right. all over it. But it, it's a, it's, it's weird, it's creepy, and yet it's still lovable and sweet, and you know, it, it's amazing and the it's, way he does, and the lighting, the lighting he does in his movies, to, you know, just. It, it's so different than every other movie. That's what makes Tim Burton, Tim Burton, the cinematography, you know? And think amazing. about all of that, what you just said, and the fact that this was a stop motion animation. Yeah. That is insane to me. The patience that those oh, people endure. I can't even imagine. They said that the hardest thing to get, I watched a little doc, mini documentary. The hardest 
shot for them to get was when Jack reaches out for that handle and you can see his reflection in the handle, which is like a Christmas bulb handle. Oh, I can't imagine like, to get stop that motion. stop motion. Yeah. Like that's pretty insane. That oh, and it's not turkey jerky or anything. It's just smooth and fluid. And I mean, the, I, the movie was very impressive. And it's not like you have like vanilla characters, like this, you know, guy and no. a girl. It's like, these are very animated, very complex creepy characters. Halloween creepy Halloween type monsters you know, and stuff. Vampires and werewolves and traditional wind, monsters. Like, Harlequin evil guy and the, the, you know, basically Frankenstein version of a girl that's Sally and all these, these things that just really, they, they come together to make a really good story. But, and they're creepy and weird and the lighting makes it that way, but yet it's still sweet and enduring and you, you fall in love with the character somehow. Right. That's Tim Burton for you. Right. And uh, some, and, and we won't go too far into the synopsis, uh, but basically pumpkin King, Jack Skellington he uh, is is the the king of Halloween Town. Yep. And Halloween Town uh, in this in this universe uh, exists adjacent to Easter Town and Thanksgiving Town and Christmas Town. And he doesn't know this until he kind of stumbles upon it one day when he's he's kind of down and out. He's like, "There's got to basically there's got to be something more." I'm I'm he's doing bored. this. I'm bored with with I'm doing a really good job, but I'm bored with this. Someone's about Christmas Town. He comes up with this plan that instead of doing Halloween, they're going to do Christmas as well this year. And he tries to pull in all of the ideas, but also having a spin on it of like a more creepy Halloween feel. And kid, they ends up kidnapping uh, Santa Claus or Sandy Claus, as they Sandy, yep, they, that's they, what they like to him. call him. And uh, tries to go and deliver presents, and it's a total disaster. At the end of the story, he ends up realizing. He needs to stay true to who he is. It's not his job to do that. He's not very good at it. He's yeah, he's not he's he's kind of being, you know, kind of full of himself to think that he could do it in the first place. And Sally tries to warn him like this isn't going to work out well. Uh but yeah, like I said, it, it just interesting characters and in, in the storyline and this could definitely fit and and maybe we'll we'll add it as like an honorable mention or something as part of a, a future episode. But I'd like to do an episode on debatable Christmas movies. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, your diehards, your Batman, Batman, the nineteen eighty nine Batman, and which uh, was by Tim Burton, and then Batman uh, Returns, which is also by Tim Burton. What I was saying about Tim Burton before is he kind of has all these like movies that he's kind of doing all at the same time or like in succession, and so you got this, you got Beetlejuice, like just oh, really yeah. like kind of like his greatest hits are all happening right at the beginning of his career. I forgot he did Beetlejuice. Wow. Eventually, you've got Corpse Bride and you've got Frankenweenie, and there's like some kind of fan theory that all three of those are actually telling the same story, the same dog and person at the end of this, which in reverse order somewhat, where the end of it, it's it's Jack and, and Zero, because all three of those have a character who are, it's a, a, a person, a guy or a kid and a dog. So it's kind oh. of like a little like loosely based, you know, like kind of um, how other other directors will have. You know, their their spin on M. Night Shyamalan did that. M. Night, I think M. Night Shyamalan, and then uh, who did Pulp Fiction? Um, uh, and Hateful Eight, and I think we were just talking and about Reservoir Dogs. Reservoir Dogs, and oh, people are screaming at their phones and computers right now. Uh, the director that did that, um, but they, they're kind of like all in the same same universe uh, that you. Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino, yes, absolutely. Jeez. God, call ourselves. You know, podcasters or <laughs> nerds, uh, but but yeah. So, Corpse Bride and Frankenweenie are kind of like are in the same 
same vein or they could they could be kind of in the same universe. But it would be nice to have an episode. Like, I mean, speaking of Batman, there's another argument where is he an actual superhero because he doesn't have supernatural powers. So, I mean, yeah. an episode where what's a Christmas movie and what isn't that yeah. debate goes on every year, and it's a people it's, get heated. And that's the thing is like I like it because I think it's a fun a fun debate oh, to yeah. have and kind of like oh well why do you think? But honestly, for me, like I think Batman Return it takes place during Christmas. Like what's like that so it all, and this is way us getting off in the weeds and maybe a month or two because. Trust me, we're not those types of people that put up our Christmas tree in the middle of October. So no, they've already got them up in the uh, up in the stores along with Thanksgiving and Halloween stuff. It's like yeah. Halloween candy, and then right next to that's Christmas trees. Exactly. Uh, but but uh, eventually, maybe maybe we'll try to touch on that. But yeah, I mean, and the question is, and, and, and somebody could ask, is the Nightmare Before Christmas a Halloween movie yeah. or a Christmas movie? And I would say the answer to that would be. Yes, yes. <laughs> you could absolutely watch this movie in during Christmas. It's got Christmas, clearly Christmas elements. It clearly has Halloween elements. Yeah, um, and it's funny because that I think it was Tim Burton or somebody else who was part of the director team that, that produced this movie. They they got the idea from going into one of those stores. So they're going into oh. a a store, kind of like a it was more like a mom pop, like a thrift store or something like that. And it was funny because you've seen these Halloween direct decorations right next to the Christmas decorations as they're trying to pull these out and get it ready for Christmas. And so he, that's where he came up with the idea. Well, what if, what if these worlds collide? What if, sure. what if there's like some sort of like a merriment of these two worlds together and that you, you get to see, you know, the spooky Halloween version of a Christmas. And so I, like I said, it's a fun movie. It's another one of those that I think a lot of people watch during, uh, during the holidays during during halloween and it's it's a it's a musical i mean there's no i mean we talked about how hocus pocus has that one musical number i mean i don't know if you'd agree with me on this mickey but nightmare before christmas is a music it's it's oh, a it musical. says it right here on the title yeah it's there's it's a singing fun-filled musical fantasy of jack skellington the pumpkin king of halloween who discovers the joy of christmas in town and decides to fill santa's boots and it Featuring a marvelous mix of memorable characters and 11 ghoulishly captivating songs by Daddy Elfman. <laughs> so basically, we just. There's that to... laugh again. Where's that coming from? <laughs> we got to get the pipes checked out or something. Um, so so basically, we could have just read the back of the uh, DVD box and you guys could have. You were on a roll. Been, That's why been I done with. Yeah, you wouldn't have to listen to my to my rambling. You're good at it. Uh, but not yeah. the rambling, but the synopsis. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, and that so that's all that I've got to say with uh, or with Nightmare Before Christmas. I was just wondering, you know, what time of year that was released? Because obviously Thanksgiving would be the perfect. Time. Um, I'm not sure. That's a good question. I was just trying to find that out, but I I'm a slow reader. Yeah, I know. I know one of these was released in like a weird time of year that didn't really make sense. I don't know if it was might have been a different movie that I was thinking of altogether, but. Uh, but yeah, so that's so that's Nightmare Before Christmas. So that rounds off our, uh, our kind of Halloween classics, Halloween movies that uh, we feel are you know if you if you're only going to watch a certain amount, not in the horror genre, but if you're only going to watch a certain amount of movies or you only have time, those those three would be really really just good ones to 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 see for the whole family to sit around and enjoy Halloween. Each company, yeah. And and I apologize, we uh, we did have some technical difficulties earlier. This episode would have came out. Uh, before Halloween, but we had some technical difficulties. So if anybody was trying to listen to this, apologize. It'll it'll come out a little bit after Halloween, but uh, still still in the Halloween spirit. And 
I can't believe it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe you're different than me, Mickey, but tomorrow's November 1st. Yeah. I'm going to be putting up Thanksgiving decorations. Well, there's now. snow on the ground and already, it, as you said. Right. I mean, I, Mother Nature's getting into the spirit. Thank you. Yeah. Really a nightmare before Christmas exactly. uh, type, of, type of theme, huh? Nightmare we before Halloween. Uh, but, uh, well, and <laughs> something, a funny little bad dad joke thing that I heard was that I guess there's going to be a Friday the 13th in December this year. So you could almost say it's a nightmare before Christmas. <laughs> That's the appropriate reaction to that joke. Uh, I just read, but sorry to interrupt, but to usher in the 25th anniversary of Tim Burton's cult masterpiece, Nightmare Before Christmas, fans are finally getting a sequel, but it won't be in the form of a movie. It's been announced that Jack Skellington Company will be getting a new animated appearance in 2018. It must be like a cartoon that came out. Or something oh, like okay. That. Yeah. Cause I know that they released some, uh, some special editions and Blu-rays and stuff. Oh, that was the other thing I, I should have mentioned this a little bit earlier, but um, the haunted mansion. So we we never oh, yeah. really talked about uh, our our uh, what you, what you call it our, our honorable mentions, and we just didn't have time because these are all great movies. But haunted mansion with Bill Murray and actually no, based, Eddie Murphy or Eddie Murphy, Bill yeah. Murray, Eddie Murphy would have been even better with Bill Murray with both of them. Yeah, uh, they he, that is based off of the ride. The Haunted Mansion, which originally came out in Disneyland and then was uh, later uh, incorporated in Disney World. Now, there is a really cool thing that they do in Disneyland, and I really want to be there some year for this. But they actually turned the Haunted Mansion into Nightmare Before Christmas themed. And it I watched a little on the DVD extras. I watched a little thing. It is awesome. During Halloween or during Christmas? I think. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. I think it's during just Halloween. Got done no. That. I think it might be during Christmas. Or is it? Or is it Thanksgiving? Know. Right. It between. Been, right. Yeah. I didn't know. I've never heard of that. I've yeah. been to Disney World like 15 times, 16. I've been to Disneyland before I started working yeah. where we work. So I've been to both and I, yeah. I never got to see it. And I, I think, yeah, I, I'd have to look at what time of year they do it. But it's, it is awesome. They replaced some of the attractions. They've got Zero as like, an, you know, they got the dancing ghost. Well, they got Zero as a ghost. They've got, they got the, you know, Jack Jack in the Box is all over the place. It, it's just great. They got the, I think they even got the sleigh that they put incorporate. Great, but uh, but anyway, so yeah, Haunted Mansion, Eddie Murphy. Uh, this this movie's a great one. We're, like I said, we're not going to go too far into these. Great movie, uh, worth worth watching. Excuse me, it's not going to like I said win any awards or anything, but think it think it's a it's a decent enough movie. Nothing nothing to write home about, but decent enough. And then also we can't uh, go through Halloween without mentioning the. Uh, the original Halloween weirdo family, the Adams family. And there's been many movies or a couple movies and the TV shows and everything else that come out with that. I love the sarcasm. I love the dynamic. I love everything about that family. And like, like the fact, like, I don't know. I love, I love movies and TV shows where you can like, it's not just like your typical, like that's dad, that's mom. He sits on the couch and farts and reads the newspaper yeah. and she cooks like, they love each other and you can tell like yeah. they're all over each other. They make they're they're sweet to each other. Like like it's funny because it's like and yet they want to haunt everyone else. And they want they yeah, they're weird else. and they're creepy and they want to do all this crazy stuff and like go into the cemetery and like they're they're like, oh, you can you can electrocute your brother for a couple more minutes. It's okay. <laughs> but but it's funny because you see these memes and things that come up and it's like those two, uh they they're just yeah, those are relationship goals, I guess, is what people, people yeah. kind of like Shooting have that. for the like, family like, values. Do you, do you really, you want like a Kanye and Kim? No, like I want the Adams family. Yeah. You know, I want those, 
those people. Their values. The yeah, the oh. Adam Sandler values. Oh, we should make a movie. The, the oh. second one. Uh, and Wednesday Adam, like I said, I think those two and Wednesday Adams are my favorite characters in the Adam Sandler. Um, they are just like I said, the dynamics, everything is great. If we have more time, in 2019, actually this year, uh, just recently, they released a, a new animated, animated movie version. for the Adams family. Um, but uh, but yeah, the the relationship between Morticia Morticia and Gomez Adams is just it's funny, it's great, it's like I said, great. And she usually looks pretty good when they cast her. Yeah, yeah, and she well, and it's and it's right in the same veins as like Elvira. I don't yeah, know if you exactly. Yeah, like it's, it's she's, of course I've heard of Elvira. Yeah. Well, I I, I didn't my, really know much about her until well, recently, that's my so. generation. Yeah, I mean the Oak Ridge Boys had a song about her that was a huge hit. Okay, Hey, Elvira, giddy up. Okay, Papa, Papa, Mau, Mau. That's about her. And that has been. That's the uh, second time I sang. I lied. That has been sing along with uh, Mickey. I hope you enjoyed it. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, great other great movies. Like I said, there's tons of them. Please write in, email us, uh, Monty and Mickey, M O N T Y A N D M I C K E Y at gmail.com. Email us your favorite Halloween movies. Why you think this is great? What did you do? Did you did you guys set up Halloween decorations while you were watching it? Did you always go and do something special? Is there a tradition? Or, that is your there some kind does. of tradition? Because because as much as there are Christmas traditions, we're definitely going to be talking about well, Halloween. Halloween's huge. Well, there's there's Halloween traditions, dressing up and the, the other outdoor decorations and the candy, everything that goes along with that. There's a lot of really rich traditions that people have and families get get really into the holiday. Oh yeah, and so. If you have any other ones that you that you liked or that we didn't mention, please, please write in. Even if we do it off season or next year, I mean, hopefully we're still doing this next year. I mean, we'll find a way to sneak them in at some point, even if we just discuss them quickly. You know? And with, as we always do, we'll we'll read a part or most of the email uh, that you send in anyway. Yeah. So even if it's next episode in the middle of Christmas season. You'll be famous to tens of people. Yeah. Well, that brings me up. And, and I guess, like I said, we're going to kind of round out our episode now. Uh, something that I wanted to bring up that, uh, I don't think, I don't think I brought this up. I think this was one, our lost episode, so to speak, that, that, uh, so if, if we, we're, we're using an, uh, an app to basically produce, I don't know the right word, but (laughs) organize, put together our podcast and part of this app, part of this, this website and app that's kind of cool that they do is that they've got a whole section of analytics. And so you can actually see where people are listening to our podcast and why this is important because you think, okay, yeah, Monty and Mickey, cool. You get to know where where your audience is. You can't see the individuals, but you can see where they're listening. You can see where at least an episode has been listened to. Okay. 99% of our episodes have been listened to in the United States. Out of our office. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, out of our family in <laughs> Wisconsin. You and I. Uh, so if you go to uh, Wisconsin, or I'm sorry, if you go to the United States and you look at what states have, have been listening to us, most of it's Wisconsin, Illinois, Missouri, Kansas, Minnesota, Alabama, and Kentucky. And that's, we are national, and baby. The thing, and the thing is, is that just might be somebody driving through and listening to it on sure. their phone. So it, it just picks up, hey, this guy driving through. But I know for We're sure we national. got a couple listeners in Kansas. Shout out to the Kansas people. Uh, Minnesota, I know. My in, sister lives there. I mean, I mean, I think I know some people who the, might live there. The people, yeah. And so, like I said, and those of you who are paying attention at home and can do really good math, 
And this might be just one person. So we're not just national. Has listened to our podcast in Japan. We're international, baby. Woohoo! You heard me correctly. In Japan. Please, for the love of God, if you're the one guy or girl that listened to our podcast in Japan, even if it was on Please, accident, you don't know how. Great. Even if you came across the show looking for a cool something cool, and you fell like, upon us. These guys are losers and please, they don't speak Japanese. We are. <laughs> Please, if we are losers, help us feel better about ourselves. Email us. But the bottom line, let us know if you listen to this in Japan or if you just travel to Japan. It's still cool. We want to know about it. Even if it's in Japanese that you speak to us, we'll try to go along with it. We can less less than one percent. Yeah, we'll just we'll just have somebody translate for us, or we'll, we can, we'll look it up. There's translators on the phone. We can or, look that up. or we'll do like the really bad old Japanese movies. Yeah, where it's like Kung somebody Kung. talks and then bah, 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 bah. Yeah. you know, it's like and we'll that, insult well, you. No, probably well, insult you by doing so, but please still write probably, it. but that's not on purpose. We still love our just brother or sister or dog or cat or whoever is listening to us in Japan. Like I said, bottom line, just come over. Some animal accidentally stepped on a yeah, keyboard. No and kidding. Some up. somebody accidentally typed in something wrong and accidentally hit play. Estimated audience size right now is 30. Wow. And uh total plays for all of our podcast episodes, 219. So not doing too bad. Listen to each episode a couple of times, and so. we've each only listened to our episodes a hundred times each. Yeah. So we're we're doing pretty good. That means there's 19 other people, right? Or one other person listening to it 19 <laughs> times. Thanks, uh, mom. Hi, mom. Well, if your mom's listening to it, my mom's not. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, my mom's but, but yeah, thanks again for you guys. I know you you you've sent in a couple you know emails and things. We really appreciate that. Uh, this this episode, I didn't even mention this, but this episode was actually picked by you guys. Only six of you, but was picked was based on a vote. Uh, so I, I put out a, a Facebook uh, status and had you react and and uh, my lovely wife. So given the two options, it was either this or uh, Walking Dead, which we will do a Walking Dead episode. We, hell yeah! We but will. it was like do like for Hocus Pocus and do like the smiley face for Walking Dead. And my lovely wife responds to it with like the shocked face. I'm like, what is what does that mean? It doesn't help. Just just being <laughs> being funny. Um, but uh, but yeah, so thanks again. Uh, that's I don't like you said we don't have really any corrections. Um, no, we've future, been correcting ourselves as we go because we do it so often. We're used to doing that. I guess is what it comes out. Right, and we definitely have corrections. Definitely things that we missed, and we were stumbling across uh, a couple things trying to think of them, and we were able to recover pretty quickly. But yeah. um, I I don't know for sure. I don't want to make any promises, but I think so. Being November here, we're gonna coming up. Uh, like I said, tomorrow, November 1st, uh, we'll probably next episode just to kind of keep on pace and get through them before the, uh, Star Wars is we'll probably do a prequel episode, I would imagine. Oh, yeah. Um, we're not not 100% sure, but that, that's probably some the next one that we'll be doing. And so be on the lookout for that. Uh, like I said, we'll, we'll probably be doing, I really like to do more holiday episodes on Thanksgiving, maybe Thanksgiving and for sure Christmas. Well, I mean, maybe probably do a couple of them on for Christmas movies, which might, we might have to skip Thanksgiving because there's a couple Christmas. Movies. Oh I yeah. Mean, I want to talk about Christmas vacation and Christmas story. I mean, yeah. some of those iconic movies that I watch every year. Like right. The, the Grinch, both for, I mean, all the versions yeah, of the Grinch. Jim Carrey, uh, I love that one. Yeah. It's a wonderful life. Which yeah. Good call. But as much uh, more so than Hocus Pocus, it's a wonderful life. Mirror 
Street. Thirty-fourth Street is another really Prancer. I mean, there's there's just I mean obviously Scrooged. Scrooge Bill Murray. Yeah. in the film. So right there. So we might have an episode. We're going to have an whole episode just naming off all the great Christmas movies. Like that's like, like we're going to take breaths in. <gasps> Scrooge and Christmas Carol. Christmas Carol too, which is one of my Are favorites. they having a stroke or is that an auction? Right. What's going on? It's just an episode of just listing off good Christmas movies. Uh, but yeah, so that be looking for that in the future. And thanks again for everybody listening, adding input online, social media and all that other stuff. Really appreciate that. Hope you enjoy uh, it. Keep, keep listening and let us know if you uh, have any have anything else that uh, that you want to talk about? But uh, yeah, so that's all I got, Mickey. Unless you got anything else, uh, all I can say is growing old is mandatory, and uh, getting old is mandatory, but growing up is optional. <laughs> Thanks, guys. What's going on?